Hello, podcast listeners. This is Eric from the What He Said, She Said podcast with Eric and Michelle. Today we have episode 40. We're going to be covering an article that's been out there this last week, uh, kind of in mass. It is from the New York Times. A decade of fruitless searching, the toll of dating app burnout. So they cover lots of interesting people about how online dating has affected them as single people and whether or not dating apps are good or bad for their mental health. It's a very interesting article. I'm going to post a link to an archive of the article so that you don't get stuck behind the New York Times paywall. So that will be at the very bottom of the podcast links. And welcome to the show. So this is Eric from the What He Said, She Said podcast with Eric and Michelle. And so today, this is episode 40. We're going to be talking about the toll of dating app burnout. So this is in relation to a recent New York Times article called A Decade of Fruitless Searching, The Toll of Dating App Burnout, 10 Years After the Launch of Tinder. Some longtime daters say endless swiping has been bad for their mental health. Oh, there's my co-host. There she is, Michelle. My gosh, it's been so long. It's been so long since I've seen you. Three, two, one. <laughs> what happened? Nothing. I was. I said I was singing. Ah, I missed it. I was like, it. I go. It's been so long since I've seen you. <laughs> Michelle happy, was on. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Michelle was on a on a speaking engagement tour. And uh, so she was off last week, had to, had to go and do the professional development action. Yes, it was wonderful, though. That was good. I mean, anything anything that, that, that is going to move your career or, as you, in your case, your business in a positive direction is excellent. Yep. And it was, uh, yeah, it was, it was pretty awesome being around other entrepreneurs and, um, you know, just the, the, um, the amount of, uh, chutzpah Chutzpah. (laughs) in that room, the amount of get up and go. And, and I don't know, it's just, it's always, always super refreshing. Um, especially when you, you work for yourself, you work from home. I mean, gets kind of lonely sometimes, but it was, um, it was just good to be with other people that are in the same industry. Um, some people that weren't even in the same industry. So Um, there were, there were other people there that were one-on-one personal trainers. Uh, not, they're kind of, everybody there was kind of beyond that. Oh, Uh, gotcha. Yeah, it was, I mean, pretty much. That's good for you, though, because then that shows you kind of where you can go in incremental steps. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it it was just a, it was an incredible, incredible people. And even the, um, the guy that ran it, he's been in the fitness industry for probably 40. He just turned 70 this year. 
so more than 40 years he's been doing consulting and like speaking right and uh he said that that was the by far um best group oh wow people that he's ever had in that speaker school so nice there were there were really no kids they were all mature business owners slash entrepreneurs so well I, cool. I think also too people that are in the older set 40s 50s 60s that may be having trouble adapting to our new you know our new tech tech more tech oriented boom uh would also benefit from such a thing had anyone had anyone there given um a ted talk yes mm -hmm. oh fantastic yeah so that's what i mean it was like the I hate to say the word, the quality of people that were in the room. Um, I mean, it just, it just makes you elevate your game, you know? Of course, you know, it, so. it's, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, you got to just made some great connections. It was just a really good experience. That's fantastic. Yeah. So, Anyway, um, I have to start by saying. Oh, there's Daisy. <laughs> uh, for, for, for those of you who are new, Daisy, her dog, has to make an appearance in every podcast. Oh, she does. That Absolutely. She does. Uh, like it or not, right? Yes. Um, I try to mute her, if, mute her if I'm not talking. But anyway, um, today would have been my 30th wedding anniversary. <laughs> Oh my goodness. You got married on Halloween? I did. And now I just say I was just pretending. I was just dressing up. Oh my God. <laughs> Halloween. <laughs> That's an interesting day to get married. It was on a Saturday, obviously. Yes. Um, and actually, that day um, in the church we got married at, there were two other weddings. Seriously? Crazily enough. Yeah, we were the last, the last one. Wow, so maybe maybe there was a discount for Halloween. <laughs> no, I think it's just a cool it's a cool day to get married, but I remember my nieces and nephews were not happy. They actually got their they took brought their costumes to the wedding and I had candy in the centerpieces. So they went around to all the tables and went trick or treating there and then uh, a relative took them all out to so that they could go trick-or-treating after dinner wow so i mean to their neighborhoods so pretty cool that's very cool i just drove yeah. through uh, on the way home from work i just drove through downtown laverne and the little kids were out going to all the little businesses Aww. like the, the the little the little bubbles the little fellers yeah they're the i always loved them and i would always oh. have like pretzels and goldfish yeah all like the businesses were like outside were outside uh handing out candy so that was cool that is cool yeah we don't get any trick-or-treaters here which i don't mind i'm over it <laughs> well i don't i don't get them either which is you know not not a bad thing not at all you know because my house my house is on the back edge of a property and when it gets dark it's dark it's creepy yeah <laughs> 
the, the get when I was growing up is we actually had a cemetery that was mm, two, two and a half blocks from my mom. Yeah. And then there was, there was a house on the cemetery property and it was a long dirt road and it was dark and it was creepy and it was on the cemetery no grounds. Freaking way. And, and so if you ran the dirt path to get to their house, the caretakers and got candy for them, that was like, Oh my God, you, I can't believe you did that. But it's like, you ran like you're being chased by the yeah. devil. <laughs> Absolutely. Honest, honest to God, you did. You're just like, ah, I can't believe I think I probably would have gone to that house first while it was still daylight. Yeah. And then, of course, the old people who were the caretakers back then, they were like so sweet. And they were like, oh, we haven't gotten very many trick-or-treaters. Oh, well, maybe because you have to run 100 yards to get to your damn house. That's hilarious. <laughs> You know, it's just like, yes, of course. Like no one, no one is coming to your house. You live at the cemetery. <laughs> you know, and it's just like that. That to me was funny. Is is that you know the, the that you know he was like kind of like scratching his head, like gee, I wonder why I don't have very many guests. So it's like mm, I, I know. <laughs> Too funny. All right. Yeah, so I it, think I think tonight we might not have a huge audience because if if they're on the West Coast, they're probably just getting ready to head out to to do some trick or treating. So and if they're on the East Coast, they're all sugared up and can't sit still. And oh, they're all jacked podcast. on sugar, jacked. And so so maybe the, maybe well, we got twelve so far. That's not too bad. Nope. Not, that's not a that's not a bad turnout. It's so early. Far. So we're going to be talking about an article on from the New York Times. We're going to post a link. I'm actually going to post a link with an archive uh, selection so that in case you get stuck behind the New York Times paywall, uh, you can actually still read the article. And so I already did the intro, The Decade of Fruitless Searching. And oh, okay. so, and this is by a Catherine P Pearson. And it was written just a couple months ago. Mm. So actually two months to the day. Oh, wow. Yeah. All right. I'm going to go ahead and start them. Do it, Abby. Abby, 28, has been on dating apps for eight years, bouncing between OkCupid, Bumble, Tinder, eHarmony, Match, Woo Plus, which is a new one that I just had to Google. We, we had to look up Woo Plus. Woo Plus. It's, it's, for a, the... it's a BBW uh, dating site. Something like that. Coffee it is. I, I'm looking at it. And Hinge. What's BBW? Big Beautiful Women. Oh, BBW. And <laughs> then there's another one underneath it called Love Flutter. <laughs> I'm not joking. So when they click on that, it's like it's it's for um, you know women with a little extra. Flutter is that what they call it? Love Flutter. Uh, Michelle, it does not have any extra. She actually has a six pack. <laughs> uh, I got extra. Oh, Everybody's you, got extra. You do not. I do too. If you're rocking a six pack, you don't have extra. I might be rocking a two pack. <laughs> anyway, we digress. I'm, my, I'm more on the keg side. 
I'm moving on. A committed user, she can easily spend two or more hours a day piling up matches, messaging back and forth, and planning dates with men who seem promising. But really, she's just over it all. The swiping, the monotonous getting to know you conversations, and the self-doubt that creeps in when one of her matches fizzles. Not a long, not a single long-term relationship has blossomed from her efforts. Mm. Other aspects of the experience weigh on her as well. Abby, a financial analyst, um, was harassed by one match and said she regularly felt pressured to have sex with others. She's not alone. Uh, Pew Research found that 37% of online daters said someone continued to contact them after they say they weren't interested. 35% had received unwanted sexually explicit texts or images. I wonder what age group that would have been. And also what the profiles would look like. Well, considering the the one we got from the friend, not Maria, but the friend of Maria, I think think inappropriate text messages uh, have no limitations on age. Well, that's true. and maybe some people get off on that. Well, I, I think they're trying to elicit a response. And the, re, the response they're hoping for is like, oh, baby, I want a scoop of that. Uh, oh, baby, I want a scoop of that. <laughs> you know, and it's just like, and, and, you know, I was explaining to, you know, Maria's friend. I said, I go, well, that guy, and she had a hard time understanding. I, I said, I go, well, that guy did you a favor. And she goes, well, what do you mean? She goes, I don't understand. What are you talking about? And I go, he, in one photo, explained to you exactly what he's looking for, what he's after, and that is S-E-S. Exactly. And so I go, you've now saved time talking to this knucklehead, maybe even going on one or two dates. And it's like, so he actually saved you a lot of time. Oh, my God. That is very true. When I explain it like that, people go, oh, I get it. Like he. Yeah, it makes sense. It makes sense. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Yet, despite all of it, the time, the tedium, and the safety concerns, she feels compelled to keep scrolling, driven. Oh, somebody's jamming out there. By a mix of optimism and the fear that if she logs off, she'll miss her shot. At meeting someone amazing, right? It's like a catch-22. She says she just feels burned out, and she's contemplating spending 4,500 bucks to work with a matchmaker. I met somebody one time in the nail salon that did that. Who who got together with a matchmaker? Uh Uh-huh. Yep. Um, I think it worked out for her. In Uh, in a way, I almost don't blame people sometimes when you get to a certain point. Right? Actually, I have a client back east that, that did that. I'd have to find out what he paid, but I think it was probably somewhere around there. Um, But she even says, and this is kind of how I felt, which is why I would sign up for a year, because it was like a freaking part-time job, you know? So I'd go off and on and off and on, and I didn't feel like dealing with turning it off and on. So I just left it on and didn't really pay attention, which probably wasn't a good idea. If if the 18 listeners we have, there is the... Eric's rule versus (laughs) Michelle's rule. So Eric's rule is uh, be ready, 
you know, be in a place where you're, you're open to meeting new people. Sign up for one month. One month only. And then whatever app it is, and, and maybe even use two apps at one time. You know, dive in headlong, send out messages. You know, if someone shoots you a message and they seem interesting, you know, hit them back with a re- nice reply. But do it for a month. And what does Michelle say? <laughs> M- Michelle's always looking for a – Michelle is the Costco girl. She I am. Is, she is looking for the pack of 24 steaks. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and so she's always looking for a bargain. Um after a month, if you've really invested time and energy and effort and you've actually messaged people, you've had phone conversations with people, hopefully you've met person, met someone in person, after a month, honestly, you're going to need a mental break. Mm. And, and what Michelle does is that she just turns it off and she's still paying. <laughs> it's I am. Just, yeah, you're still pay- you're still paying for the the service. It's just you're just not interacting with anyone. Because right, and honestly, that's probably not good either. No, I I just think, thir- I mean, thirty days unless you live in a very sparsely populated area, it's it's more than enough time to meet a handful of great people. And and you maybe shouldn't- two months. I yeah. think two months would be better. No, I think 30 days. Because I think I think what happens is if you get... Because sometimes people get busy. Sometimes life happens. Yeah. You know, and, and, and you got to kind of, you know, throttle back a little bit. And, you know, I just I just think that after 30 days, you're, you're ready for a mental break. Mental break. Because sometimes... Especially when you come on to a website and you're brand spanking new, as Maria likes to say, you're fresh meat. You <laughs> will get inundated with likes and messages, and and the 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 best messages of all when you get someone who says hi. Nope, that's it. They say hi. <laughs> they don't. They don't say hey. I found your profile interesting. Hey, it looks like you. You hike. It looks like you rock climb. It looks like you play pickleball. None of that. You get high. That's funny. Now, the Eric's rule of the people who say hi is <laughs> the amount of effort that they put in to their initial message is exactly the amount of effort they're going to put into it's like a an interview question, right? Yeah. All right, we're, we're we're digressing. Let's get back on track. Well, we're dig- not really. I mean, we're talking about the we're talking about what we're talking about. Kind of. No, kind we of. are. Because some of the people here may not be longtime listeners uh, long-time of the listener. What He Said She Said podcast with Eric and Michelle. Very true. This Very is true. true. And so they may not know the Eric's uh, pearls <laughs> of wisdom. <laughs> and the Michelles just do it. Costco, big just packages. Just do it. Just just what one year. <laughs> I get it for six bucks a month. Give me that year. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I would rather pay the premium of like. Well, you know what? I never really, I never really thought about the the fact that you know if you're on there for a while and you're probably not interacting, you you may get the boot as far as like how many people you're shown to. 
Maybe. There's probably an algorithm in there somewhere. You know, the weird part is when I shut my, when I shut my, my profile down during uh-huh. the pandemic and then I came back. Came and back the to same life. People are still there. And I'm like, oh my well, God. Well, that's because it was the pandemic. I mean, probably well, had a lot to do with it. But the same, same people, and there were some people who actually reached out to me and said hello again and go, hey, where did you go? <laughs> And I'm, I'm kind of like, uh, there was a worldwide pandemic where like millions of people died. So I thought it was weird meeting new people while people were dying by the thousands. Oh my goodness. You know, and they well, were like, some people were probably just on there for pure entertainment and boredom. Honestly, there was one, it was an odd relationship. And I won't even say it was a relationship. There was a woman and she was a, she was a neuropsych. And because of the pandemic, she didn't want to meet me, but she wanted to like Zoom call me like every night. Oh my gosh. And it was, and, and at some point it just got weird, you know, and I'm like kind of going like she wants, she doesn't want to actually meet me in person, which means, I don't know, something's up, but she wants to like Zoom call me every day. Yeah. And so crazy. that was kind of weird. Mm. So, okay. So uh, Tinder turns 10. Tinder turns 10. All right. I'll start, I'll start up. Tinder turns 10 in September. Oh. Pro- oh, there's Daisy. Prompting a moment of collective reflection about how apps have reshaped not just dating culture, but also the emotional lives of longtime users. Like Abby, many perennial users say years of swiping and searching have left them with a bad case of burnout. A non-clinical buzzword borrowed from workplace psychology that has been extended to topics including parenting and Zoom. As an article in the New York Times noted recently, people in the throes of burnout tend to feel depleted and cynical. For some, the only real option is to quit the dating app's cold turkey For others, it is about finding smaller ways to set boundaries. People just get fatigued. They get overwhelmed with the whole dating process, says Helen Fisher, a biological anthropologist who is a senior research fellow at the Kinsey Institute and an advisor to Match.com. That is one one long-ass title. That is a long-ass title. Squeeze that on a business card. Mm-hmm. Not everyone, of course. The 2020 Pew study found that 12 of 12 percent of Americans have married or been in a committed relationship with someone they met online, while 57 percent of wow. those who said they tried a dating app said their experience was somewhat, if not positive. Wow, 57 percent. That's a That's lot. much higher than I thought it would be. Either that or people are just gluttons for punishment who are on the apps. Yeah. I think it's important to keep in mind that mental health dynamics on hookup apps vary widely by the individual, says Dr. Jack Turbin, an incoming assistant professor of child and adolescent psychology at the University of California, San Francisco, who researches gender and sexuality. He said the mental health impacts of dating apps has been understudied, but that many people had used them successfully, find community and connection. I do think you can genuinely meet some interesting people on dating apps. 
And it doesn't necessarily have to be a love connection. Absolutely. I've connected with and still remain friends with still remain a couple friends. guys I met. Same here. Definitely yeah. remain friends with For people, sure. have conversations with them, et cetera, et cetera. Yep. And, you know, and, and it's one of those things where we met one time and we just realized from a chemistry standpoint, a physical attraction standpoint that, you know, okay, this isn't going to be a love connection, but, you know, they were, they were interesting, intelligent, you know, all these other things, X, Y, Z. And it's like, and just, as I like to say, they were just good people. Yeah. And, and, and someone <laughs> you're interested in, in talking with here and there, and maybe even inviting <laughs> to some events. There's been a number of people that I've gone out with that I introduced into the cycling group and they are still active participants. Absolutely. Yeah. I like it. Are you, are you, are you like cracking a, 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 a PBR? What are you doing? You can't, you don't know what that sound is? No. Come on. Can anybody guess what that sound is? Anybody out there? Thumbs up now that we know emojis. It sounds, it sounds like you're, you're, you're shuffling a deck of cards. Nope. I just lit a candle, as a matter of fact. Oh, my God. The candle. It's, it's like a, a candle in the wind. Pumpkin waffles. My favorite candle. Company. Oh, my God. Milk she, she home is, candles. She wants a pumpkin waffle. <laughs> All right. Let's go. So I'll, how about I take this next part? Do it. There's evidence that exhaustion may be common, however. An April survey of 500 people, that's not a very big sample size, 18 to 54-year-olds by the data analytics company Single Reports concluded that nearly 80% said they experienced emotional burnout or fatigue with online dating. In 2016, Match included a question about fatigue on its survey of single Americans, and about half of the respondents said they were burned out with their dating life. After a decade of fruitless searching, I started to ask myself, what has all that time, all that effort, all that money actually given me? A podcaster and author of A Single Revolution, whose work focuses on changing negative societal narratives about being single. Um, I mean, you could say the same thing about meeting people in the wild, so to speak, right? I mean, that, that could be a waste of time. Uh, If you don't wind up with that person, right? Yeah. When you're consistently disappointed by a space that was sold to you as a path to love over and over and over again for many of us for years at a time, you never really stop to ask yourself, what is this doing to my mental health? What is this doing to my well-being? Interesting. In the end, she decided that dating apps had taken her time, money, and energy while giving her nothing in return. So Ms. Silver deleted her apps, Tinder, Bumble, and Hinged a decision she described as kind of an epiphany that was the culmination of a decade of misery. The improvement in her mood and energy levels was swift and profound. Before she deleted the apps, she spent any any moments of downtime swiping. After she found she had time throughout the day to rest, she realized she'd been feeling anger and resentment toward the happiness of others and emotionally, mentally, and physically drained by existing in a state of constant anticipation. Interesting. 
Um, imagine yeah. anticipating receiving something good for years, existing in that state of any day now for an extremely extended period of time is incredibly in unhealthy. <clears throat> Go ahead. I, I agree. I mean, well, let's, let's talk about that. Yeah. Because if we just if we just read the article to everyone, we're going to be done in ten minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I would think that you know, for some people, it just might not be the avenue to meet somebody for whatever reason. You might feel very awkward, uncomfortable meeting somebody versus. You know, if you're out at a bar and you meet somebody and you've had a couple drinks, you're going to be a little more relaxed potentially. Agreed. And you would feel more open and comfortable approaching somebody, especially, I mean, I haven't been hanging out at bars lately, but no. you know, very me, rarely, me rarely did I ever approach a guy. I would always wait for them to come to me. Um, well, that makes sense. So, well, you, I think you want someone too that's a little more—I won't even use the word alpha—but a little more confident that he's willing to, quote unquote, pony up to to the bar and and say, you know, hey, what are you drinking? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You know, and I think that's that's an important. <clears throat> You know, that's an important step. In... But honestly, like that taking dating apps, taking her time, money and energy while giving her nothing in return. I mean, that's a that's just a chance unless you want to go pounding out and about and putting yourself out there a lot. How else do you randomly meet people? True. I mean, you have to be outside your four walls. I, I agree with that. So it just makes me wonder, you know, is this, is this individual kind of introverted? Um, it'd be interesting. It'd be interesting to see if people that were on these apps were to take a personality test, like not to throw Myers-Briggs out there, but something like that. Like, I think I that, that would think, I actually like, I actually like when people use the Myers-Briggs in their profile uh, I do really yeah so what would you look for in another person well I mean it's it's I mean I used to be uh 20 years ago I would fall under what would be the commander and but now I'm this okay sit down Michelle you <laughs> might be shocked I'm now the debater <laughs> ah, but wait, that's not Myers-Briggs. Yes, it is. When did they add titles? They, they always had titles. So the Myers-Briggs, I'm an ENTP. I'm an ESTP. And actually, my, my T could also be a J. So ESTP is the entrepreneur. Really? Yep, and then ESTJ is the executive. Yeah, so I would flip-flop between uh, – that's kind of interesting. Who knew? I did not know that. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I used to be ENTJ, which was the commander. Extroverted, intuitive thinking, and judging. I've gotten rid of the judging part. <laughs> so, 
you know, it's just, you know, one of those things that, that happens as you get older and mature. I, I, I kind of felt that being judgmental sucked up too much of my energy that I chose not to waste on people that didn't deserve it. Hey, this is too funny. I'm just looking at it. ESTP top careers and athletic trainers on it. Get out of here. I mean, not that I'm an athletic trainer, but close. Let's see. Let's see. ESTP matches best with an ISFJ or an ISTJ. Interesting. I wonder what, what I know. ISTJ is uh, the logistician and ISFJ is the defender. I bet you my ex-husband was the IST. The, the logistician? Yeah. Yep. Introverted sensing, thinking, judging. Yes. ISFJ is introverted sensing, feeling, judging. Interesting. What's interesting is that whenever you Google it, they'll tell you who the more popular of that uh, Myers-Briggs are. Mm. So. Wait, what did you say it was? Not ISFJ. What was the other one? I mean your matches? Yeah. ISTJ, the logist, the logistician, meaning maybe they're mathematical. That's totally. Or scientific. <laughs> that is totally my ex-husband. That's is hilarious. it really? Yeah. Oh wow. Introverted oh, ISTJ. everything. People tend to be reserved yet willful with a rational outlook on life. They compose their actions carefully and carry them out with methodical purpose. Did you say irrational or irrational? Uh, (laughs) Rational. Gotcha. He used to escape rational. (laughs) Oh my God. It's like I posted, you know, because I'm working, I'm working for Santana Tandems Adventures. Uh I posted something within the Santana Tandem group and I'm being flooded with, I'm being flooded with friend requests. (laughs) I must have gotten 10 today already. Wow. And they're all part of the tandem community. Cool. And then many of them have messaged me that they're going to Australia in three weeks, which is where I'm going to. Awesome. So I don't know uh, how many hours is Australia ahead? Uh, Australia. I think when I was on the East Coast, they were close to, I think I wanted to say like 19 hours or something. So it's 12 p.m. there. So it's 12 p.m. So that's 18 hours but we lose an hour uh in a week so that's 19 hours yeah Yeah. how long are you there for uh i will be there for mm, two days trap 15 days oh wow because i'm losing two days for travel a day there a day back all right again squirrel squirrel (laughs) oh wait wait we got to get back on topic um, uh, oh, Daisy said yes. Get back on topic. Go ahead, since she's but, barking. But, but Dr. Turbin, let me read, read the, the previous paragraph. Imagine anticipating receiving something good for years, Miss Silver said, existing in that state of any day now for an extremely extended period of time is incredibly unhealthy. I think the key for online dating, especially now in 2022, is... Finding the right 
app for you. And, and, you know, like fitness singles, I mean, if you're someone who's super active and you're in your, your forties, fifties or sixties, and the people that you're meeting on a dating app that are in your age demo just aren't active enough, then you, then you gravitate to a fitness singles, you know, something where the people are going to be more active, more oriented that way, you know, your match.coms, your Zeus, your Zeus, okay, Cupid's, uh, you know, even Bumble, I mean, all super popular apps, you know, that's, that's where you're going to have to be very judicious about who you swipe right. Yeah. Don't oh, get and I have into- to tell you, Gary was telling me that he was at a Halloween party on Saturday night. Yes. And the one of the couples that was there met on Plenty of Fish 10 years ago. Everything I've heard about Plenty of Fish is train wreck city. <laughs> I know. We always talk about that, but there's there's a success story. Other than the ones that, you know, we found those other success stories. A couple of them were from Plenty of Fish. Kind of surprising. I, I was looking at the weather for Australia. It's going to be like 70s the whole time I'm there. Yeah, it's summer. Awesome. Squirrel. I know. All right. Okay. <laughs> so Dr. Turbin <laughs> believes that for some, simply deleting the apps is not enough. It's mm-hmm. important to understand why the apps are causing problems for you, he said. I really think this goes back to choosing the app that's right for you. Well, and, you know, you also, if you're a super sensitive person, maybe online dating isn't the place for you to be. (laughs) I I don't, I don't, I think people who are shy or or maybe, yeah, well, yeah, I I agree with that to a point. But I think all it, again, Eric's, Eric's pearls of wisdom. Um, (laughs) All online dating does is offer you opportunities to meet people that you would never meet in the wild. Mm. And so I use my, my doors analogy. It opens doors and it's your choice whether you want to walk through that door or not. Yep. And, and sometimes, you know, sometimes it's, um, you know, it, if, if someone is giving you a bad feeling, like your gut is like, uh, something's not right, something's off, you know, they're, you know, they're being very cautious with you. It, you can only contact them at certain times and things like that. Mm, they might be married or have a girlfriend already. You know, it's like, it, and so you, you want to be with someone who's very single and and I've been asked that question. I don't know if you've ever been asked that question. Uh, first time you meet, sit down within the first five minutes. So I just want to make sure you're like you're divorced, right? You're single, <laughs> and and I'm uh yeah, absolutely, one hundred percent. It's like well, I just want to make sure, you know, I just want to make sure that there's no ex-wife living at home or anything like that. And so those are questions when you're doing online dating, you will get someone will, and it's because they met someone, maybe they liked them a lot. And then all of a sudden, poof, the ex-wife just happens to be living in the back bedroom, you know, 
that's just trouble in Denmark at that point. Absolutely. You know, and and whenever people openly say, I have no baggage, man, I kind of run the other way. Yeah. Because it's like, you know, everyone, when you get to your 40s or your 50s, you've got a certain amount of baggage. Something. You know, it's like, you know, this... Hopefully it's a little a little carry on and not a giant piece of Samsonite. <laughs> you know? So and, and and baggage can be different for different people. I mean, you can see someone having, you know, two or three kids mm-hmm. and still live at home. I mean, that that might be considered baggage. Right, and the kids might be total nightmares. Might be total nightmares. Like, like my friend's girl that he's dating. Oh, I remember I remember going out with someone many decades ago. It was before before I was married and she had a little girl. And because at that time I really wanted kids, I it, I didn't see that as a negative. Uh-huh. And she this girl would just just cry constantly. Oh. You know that mom was out with some dude. Yeah. You know, and it's like and it's not daddy. And it's not daddy. And it's just like, oh, that's such a, a rough hurdle to get over. Yeah, it really is. It really is. All right, squirrel, let's get back. In addition, in addition to examining why the apps are bringing up feelings of dissatisfaction, there are also strategies users can try to feel less burnt out while still remaining online. One of which may be to simply slow down and talk to fewer matches. I agree. Talking to fewer matches. <clears throat> How about you, Michelle? Four Absolutely. dates. Four dates. Was it five dates or is it six? Five? Five? I think it, five? Was the, it was the one weekend I think I went on four. It was three in one day. That was that Three was in one day. One. So you had, a, you had a breakfast, a lunch, and a dinner? Yeah. Oh, my God. Did you actually and eat? Did you actually eat the whole, time, the whole day? A little bit. A little oh bit, not a lot. Uh, the one I think was more, uh, more like appetizer slash drinks, not really dinner. Got it. Um, but that was a little much. But that was my first time. That was my weekend. So, uh, but I, you know, I needed to hit it hard. And well, I, that's what he said. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, but I'm bummed. Um, and you know, for me, I had the time and I was like, all right, I'm just going to go all in this weekend and knock, knock a few out. (laughs) Again, he said, said. (laughs) so anyway, it was, it was challenging, but I also really enjoy meeting people. Um, I I could have totally done one of those speed dating things. I think that would have been a lot of fun. Yes. I never did it, though. I I never did the speed dating. I think I would have enjoyed it. Um, but, yeah, I never did that either. But it's, yeah. a, you know, it's a fantastic, it's a fantastic way to, <clears throat> it's a fantastic way to open a lot of doors. And, it, but the one thing about online dating is it really opens you up to talking about yourself, conversing. And sometimes you are going to be total 
fumble mouth with someone and and you'll just have to chalk that up to experience and say oh well that's like that didn't go well and then and then maybe next time you know you talk to someone different you'll you'll have maybe your your backstory a little more polished yeah and so and then that's the one thing like the you I'm, I'm tangenting right now is that the user interviews where I had to talk for an hour straight boy that really I mean because they quote unquote are interviews that really got me kind of more polished to doing interviews to do know, what and, and to do interviewing for a job oh yeah 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 Sure. Yeah, because I, you know, but when you're when you're talking, and you have a one out, you have a one hour conversation, and you're talking ninety percent of that one hour. Boy, it's like you got to have the gift of gab, and you got to. Which you, you have. Know, it, I do same. have. The, I tell you, the one time I did one that was two hours long. That was rough <laughs> because the guy, the, the, the guy I was talking to, he did not talk a lot. Oh. He was, he was staring at multiple screens while he was interviewing me. I would find it very difficult to sit still for that long. I got to be honest. Oh, the, the two hour, the two hour one was rough. Yeah. You know, and, and there's no, there's no two ways about it. That was that was a rough one. Yeah, I did the the two hour interview, and I was just like, "Holy guacamole, man! It's like this is this is a long time to be talking, especially yep. with Mister Mister you know five screens guy, and all he's doing is staring at his screens. <laughs> you know, he would ask me a question, and then he would just let me filibuster. Wait, this was. This was the user interview or an interview that you went on? No, a user interview. Oh, okay. And it was, That's yeah, it funny. was on, it was on technology, on technology certifications. Gotcha. And, and sometimes I would get to a point and I'd say, well, I, I was like, kind of like Forrest Gump. Well, that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> so, you know, it, it, and it was, it was kind of rough. I would think. Oh, oh, we lo we lost her. Okay, I'm gonna since you're out playing with Daisy, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep rolling. In addition to examining why the apps are bringing up feelings of dissatisfaction, most likely Michelle is making herself something to eat. Tea. A, it's my a, bedtime tea. Of a, of a protein nature. Okay. <laughs> In addition to examining why the apps are bringing up feelings of dissatisfaction, there are also strategies users can try to feel less burned out while still <clears throat> remaining online. One of which may be simply slow down and talk to fewer matches. Oh, I already said that line. Bumble encourages, I do like Bumble. Remember, ladies, Bumble, <laughs> when you match with someone, you have to make the first point of contact. And you don't have to pay for it. And you don't have to pay for it like Michelle. For a whole year. For a whole year. No, I think I did six months. Six months is usually what I did. She got the 24 pack of steaks. <laughs> it was the 12 pack. Oh, was it the 12 pack? Bumble encourages users to browse mindfully and stay balanced. 
by fo- that sounds like a bunch of hooey. That does by, sound like by focusing on other interests like friends, family, work, and self care. A Tinder representative said in an email that the company understands some members may feel overwhelmed, which is why we can continue to develop new features that help people feel safe. It believes that offering Tinder Explore, which allows users to navigate profiles by topics of interest, I guess I never got into it, I guess I wasn't around during that one, will give users more control over their search experience. Okay, people binge. And that is what exhausts them. Dr. Fisher said she recommends that app users stop scrolling and talking to other matches once they found nine people. Fuck, that's wow. A lot. That's a lot well, of people. You know what? When I, was, when I did go out on those, that weekend of plenty dates, I was on both Match and Zeusk. So I was flipping back and forth. So that's why it was so many. My goodness. So many things but you know i just clicked on that thing that bumble what, what, had what, there. what was your what was your profile name when you were on those oh oh gosh hold on so, i think it was second times the charm on zeus <laughs> that's a good one um like h hb hottie <laughs> no because i was in pennsylvania then oh I never changed it I did. I did set up my uh, fitness singles profile when I got out here. What was Maria's born to ride or? or... <laughs> no, love to ride. Love to ride. Love to ride. <laughs> oh, I oh. thought that was hilarious when her. That would have been something I would have done too. That, it, and, and my kids so, would have just been so, like eye rolling so me. It's so wonderful because she's so innocent. Like she had no clue. Yeah, I would have done the same thing. Anyway, so this thing says. Um, from boredom when you're not matching right through to frustration after a bad date, burnout can come from a few places. If you're feeling burnout, Bumble has a snooze feature, so you can take a break without losing your chats and connections. Um, otherwise, browse mindfully. And this says it's not a place for instant gratification. So I think that that might be all part of the whole instant gratification world. Um, it's a place to make meaningful connections. Browse mindfully, consider what you could have in common. Um, stay balanced. It's only one part of life. So keeping a healthy focus on those things and, and keep the faith. They say, we really believe there's someone on Bumble for everybody. Of course they do. Of course they do. So anyway, they have a list of their success stories. Um, <clears throat> they do. I don't. Where are you looking? I clicked on that article. Oh, yeah. All right. Um, where did you stop? More than uh, five to nine stimuli at once. Mm, where, where, where is it? People binge. That's what's exhaust them. People binge. Yeah. Uh, once they feel nine, yeah, find Fish. nine people. Oh, here it is. Uh, Dr. Fisher also believes that it can help to meet matches virtually. I actually think this is a good idea. I've actually had people want to FaceTime me. A, I think a lot of people are going to FaceTiming or Google Chat or however you want to do it because they want to weed out the scammers. They want to weed out the people that are using photos from 15 years ago. I never did that. You know, I've had a few people 
asked me like literally day one, like, send me your number. I want to FaceTime you. And, and then sure. And, and I'd say to them, well, you know, can you wait till after I get off work? And they say, yeah. And then, and then when they FaceTime me they'll go, Oh, you look, you look like your photos. I was like, yes. And it's like, okay, you're real. You're not like some, some dude in, in <clears throat> Lagos, Nigeria, <laughs> you know, that's, that's, he can't talk to you on the phone because his phone is bad and he's got a bad connection. Mm-hmm. You know, whenever you start hearing lots of excuses of why someone can't talk to you, you know, we have all these methodologies of communication, whether it's what, if someone directs me towards WhatsApp, I'm almost immediately falling. This is a scammer, you know, it's like, it's always, it's always, it's funny. WhatsApp is used for telephone communication worldwide, but whenever if someone from a dating app directs you towards WhatsApp, I'm saying 75% of the time it's a scammer. Yeah. I don't really understand that. Because they, they can, even though they're on a platform where you talk to people, yeah. they can never seem to be in a place where they can actually talk to you. Right. Oh my gosh. Daisy hears something out there. Daisy right. hears something. I don't know. I don't know. All right. It can be challenging to set those kinds of boundaries, however, particularly on apps that have been built to gamify dating and intimacy. And that can feel at once overstimulating and emotionally underwhelming. Underwhelming. For me, it's a period of obsessive use. This was me, followed by a period of burnout or feeling alienated and jaded. This guy has been a member of geosocial dating apps targeted toward gay users for more than a decade. At first, the apps tended to give him an emotional boost, a rush of validation that temporarily masked feelings of boredom, isolation, and loneliness. But what it was actually doing was eroding my mental health slowly. Oh, God, that sounds awful. Right? You start to feel very disposable. You start to feel like the promise of connection is just out of reach. But like I said, we've talked about this before, how it's a numbers game, really. You're going to have to... Kiss a lot of frogs, so to speak, before you find your prince. Yeah, I mean, it's, and and sometimes people, I mean, if you never got to a point where you were, you know, quote unquote, going on dates with someone, or maybe you met them once in person, and, or maybe you had one phone call, it's like, don't put all your chips in one basket. All your chips in one bowl. Exactly. Oh, in one bowl. Yes. Speaking because... of chips in one bowl, did you buy a lottery ticket? No, I didn't buy one. Is the lottery tonight? I, I don't know if it's it's this week. I know, I know that I heard that, that I heard that it's like there's like a billion dollars or something like that. Yeah. I always love the people that say, "Ha! Huh, I'm going to wait till it gets to two billion." <laughs> I always love the people that it's never enough. It's like, oh yeah. A giant truck pulled up with a hundred million dollars. Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna kick him to the curb. Yeah, where do you find out? I think it's Powerball. I don't know. It's the one billion Powerball jackpot. I think they said that there was one other one that was more money, like one point. The, the biggest ever was like one point three billion or something like that. Oh, and, and someone's already wrote like, oh, man. If I win, I'm going to have to pay 500 million in taxes. 
It's like, oh yeah, you, cry me a river. You still got 500 million left. Exactly. No one has hit all six numbers since August 3rd. I mean, it's Halloween. I think it, I think it would be a good. Well, today, I don't think the drawing is today. I think it's on Wednesday. Yeah, I don't know. Let's I see. don't know. Well, that's Michigan, Michigan lottery. Anyway, squirrel. Yeah. Oh, wait, squirrel. <laughs> okay, so wait, where am I? I don't think we got to the LG, LB, LGBTQ. Yeah, one. you start to feel very disposable. Yeah. Oh, very disposable. You're down to Mr. Knopf is now. So Mr. Knopf is now in a relationship. Hold on. I got to look at Michelle. Oh, five minutes. Oh, okay. I think we can just make it. Mr. Knopf is now in a relationship with someone he met online and has deleted all of his dating apps. Even so, he cannot shake the worry that he'll be sucked into the whole exhaustion cycle again. Oh, to me, he said, good. the fear is, oh gosh, if this relationship doesn't work out, I'm back to square one of trolling dating apps and putting myself through that nauseatingly tedious process all over again. I don't think that's a very wise attitude. Well, he's already he's already contemplating his relationship imploding and having to go back to the apps. Mm, right, exactly. And, and it's like, well, who says that your relationship's going to implode? Yeah. Exactly. You know? Who who said that that's gonna, who said that that's a reality? He's already going into it with a negative negative attitude maybe true that's that. why it took him so long to find somebody well that's that's absolutely true you know and i think i think you have to and if you're not in a headspace where <clears throat> you know you're mostly positive about the whole experience mm. it's like i think it's one of those opportunities to like check out of the apps take a month off or maybe more and just let yourself recalibrate. Yeah. And then maybe in that time period, you will actually meet someone in the wild. You never know. But when you come back to it, at least you come back fresh with a good attitude. And, and I've, I've met and seen profiles of people that have just really shitty attitudes. Yeah. And whenever, whenever I kind of see that intonation in their profile, like, you know, all they start, they start off with negativity and then it's like three bullet points of negative shit because mm -hmm. they, hold on. God bless you. Thank you. Um, I'll edit that out. <laughs> so, well, and, and they've encountered people who were scammers or who were trying to put one over on them. And so all they kept having over and over again was negative, negative, negative. And then they're like, man, is anyone is, and I've seen this, is anyone even real here? <clears throat> you know, I've seen that on profiles before. And whenever I see that, I'm like, wow, this person has had a lot of bad experiences. I am not going to swipe right on this one. Absolutely. Because, you know, they, that negativity just they harbor it and they they hold on to it and it's and it's kind of like you know oh you're gonna be just like all the others it's like yeah <clears throat> well yeah and, and if you have that attitude 
that is exactly what is going to happen. The person is going to like pull the ejection handle and get the hell out of there, especially if you have a negative attitude towards it. Yeah. You, know, you have to have a certain semblance of positivity and that, you know, you have to be open to the possibility that you're going to meet the right person. Mm. Not necessarily that it's going to happen overnight. You know, there are certain keywords when I, when I see them, I, I run. You know, whenever I see, I'm looking for my knight in shiny armor. You know, <laughs> I'm looking for my twin flame. You know, the twin flame seems to be a very popular one. Yeah. Do you, do you know what the twin flame is? No. Oh my gosh. It's, What's the twin flame? The twin flame. I got I got I got to get that one for you. Oh, twin flames, what they are in 11 signs. A twin flame is an intense soul connection with someone thought to be a person's other half, sometimes called a mirror soul. It's based on the idea that sometimes one soul gets split into two bodies. Oh my. Yes, that's how out there where the buses don't run this fucker is. <laughs> you know? And hey, so- look, I just found out. Hold on. Let me, before I forget to say this. Wednesday, November 23rd, Sagittarius New Moon. Everyone has times in their dating journey where they feel like they're off their game, but under the new Sagittarius New Moon, you made me lucky in love. There you go, people. It's coming I up. I will be in Eden, Australia on that day. <laughs> well, Mary will be here. Maybe I should give her a call, make oh, sure she's okay. That's true. That's true. I told, well, I, the other day I, I FaceTimed her and she had, was having a hard time pick up. And I, and I finally said, do you not know how to FaceTime? <laughs> Oh, poor she was like, no, it just wouldn't pick up. And I'm like, and, and I was FaceTiming her from the, the, the Halloween ride and she kept hanging up on me. And finally she connected, but it was like, it was, it was kind of funny. So, oh, I lost Michelle and I get to do the countdown. Three, two, one. Bing, 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 bing. <laughs> I, I'm, whenever that happens and I'm not paying attention, I'm like, oh shit, I lost her. <laughs> Dead silence. Anyway, listen, there's a date idea listed here and it says, look up at the night sky. Stargazing is always a romantic bet. And if it you're is. lucky, you might just get a chance to wish on a shooting star together. When I wish upon a star, <laughs> makes no difference who you are. <laughs> all right. All right, Tinker Well, people Tinker are Bell. getting all kinds of wild. And I am not on drugs, just to let you know. I'm normally, I'm just. Hey, busy. we got 69 people out there on Halloween night. 69 people. That's what he and she said. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. What? Have, did you? So you didn't get any trick or treaters, obviously, because it's yet. dark now. No, it's too dark. Where where I'm at, it is really it's pitch black dark. Mm. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's like oh my gosh, it's like people people do not want to do not want to cruise down this uh this this place, so. It's it's a it's a little too sketch, as you would say, sketchy. <laughs> yes, sketchy. Oh, we made it to seventy. Sketch. 
Sudoku yeah. Moth. Who's Sudoku Moth? I don't know, but that's a scary picture. Ooh! Oh, that's the, the, the user. Hold on, let me let me look at old Sudoku. Oh, he's got like a little creepy mask on. But it's that Halloween. It's Halloween. Or he's wearing someone's I'm skin. I'm wearing my Philly shirt. Hey. Either, either that or he's wearing someone's Don't skin. I think the Phillies are playing tonight. Is the World Series tonight? Five o'clock. Oh no. That's tomorrow. I think it's I think I think we're at game three. Phillies game postponed. What? World Series game postponed. Rain pushes Phillies Astros. It must be raining back east. So tomorrow, five oh three. Yeah, I'm actually pulling for the the Phillies. Damn straight. Even though I'm not a Phillies fan, because the Houston Astros a couple years ago when they won the World Series, they cheated like most. That's what I heard. A lot of people are not not kind of cheated. They got caught cheating. Yeah, they didn't so, take it away from him though. No, they couldn't. There, there was nothing. There was nothing in the rule book that said they they couldn't do what they were doing. Mm. So basically what was happening, real quick tangent, there's a guy out in center field with binoculars trying to steal the sign from the catcher, right? So he's looking looking with binoculars, and then there's a guy standing next to him with two bats, two little bats. And so when it's a fastball, he would go, ping, he hit it once. When it was a curveball, he'd go, bam, bam. And so, and then the bats echoed enough to where the batters could hear it. So the batters knew when they were throwing a fastball or throwing a curveball. Wow. That's crazy. I mean, it's blatant cheating. <laughs> like super blatant cheating. And it was just, you know, that and when they, 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 I can't remember who, I can't remember who figured it out. But when they basically got caught doing it, and and they and they can kind of prove it, mm-hmm. that sucked. You know, it's <laughs> just like, and so now, unless people live in Houston, they kind of got pissed. Oh boy, yeah, I I would think that's yeah. not cool. Not cool at all. I just got a text message from my daughter who took her little, she's a youth minister, and she took her um, youth out trick-or-treating tonight, so she's all dressed up. She dressed up as Barbie Fitness. <laughs> Barbie Fitness? Really? Yeah. That's awesome. It looks cute. What about the son? What, what's the son doing? Uh, the son is still at work. Oh, okay. And the other son just got back from the East Coast as well yesterday, but later in the evening. Nice. My rocket man. Oh, that's good. So. So, so do you want to talk about your, we've been off for a week. Oh, uh, yeah. So do you want to talk about your menopause mastery <laughs> fit tips and fat loss group? Holy crap. I always get it wrong, but I think I got it right that time. Yes, you did. You I always did. got to remember fit before fat. Fit before fat. Um. Yeah, so our our next wellness event is coming up uh, this Saturday, so I won't be able to ride uh, unless I go early, 11 to 2. We have the century on Saturday. Yeah, I won't be there. Can't oh. be there. I had this event. I told you that. Mm-hmm. 
Anyway, uh, 11 to 2 at the Zenden in Huntington Beach. The Zenden. Uh, and we will be discussing. Actually, I did a little promo video with, with my neighbor who was also presenting. Um, nice. So that'll be that'll be good. And then um, I'm going to be looking for speaking gigs after this. Um, so if you know is of that, any... Is that part of the class that you took? That yeah. It's like hit the ground running. We gave you the tools. Look for speaking gigs. Um, I mean, that's the ultimate the ultimate goal um, because, you know, I work with um, clients one-on-one and small group, but if you want to reach the masses, you got to get out there and, and put your education out there, you know? Um, Agreed. Agreed. It's great to have, I probably have 430 people in my, in my group now. Um, which is pretty amazing considering back in June, I think I had 200 and maybe 40 something. So I almost doubled it. Wow. Um, and I, I do every week, um, trainings in the group for no cost. Um, and then I've got my, my holiday lineup coming up. Um, of trainings to offer, you know, ways to manage, to maintain, um, avoiding gaining 10 pounds over the holidays, which is what most people wind up doing. So for the next, from now through New Year's, every Tuesday at 4 p.m. our time, 7 p.m. Eastern. And that's on Facebook. They can join that group. Yep. Yes. In my group in my Facebook group. So yeah, that's, um, that's actually been going pretty well. Um, I've got my topics lined up. I create events. Um, and you know, they can always go back on if they're in the group and watch the replay. And most of the time with the exception of last week, for whatever reason, I couldn't get zoom and Facebook to talk to one another. So I couldn't, I couldn't record it. Um, usually what I do is record it on zoom and I upload it to YouTube. Got it. But, um, it's in the Facebook group and, you know, I'll take questions and people can be out there and interacting with me cause I'm live and they can also come on zoom if they want to. Yeah. That's the one that I'm going to, uh, use Streamyard for, you know, cause I'm going to, I want to give Streamyard a try for, so, for what? For work. Mm. So, so. The, the Santana Tandems is the biggest tandem company as far as quality tandems in the world, mm-hmm. but they spend zero on marketing. You know, and I posted a question today just within the Santana Tandems uh, group on Facebook. Oh my God. It's like one day inundated with messages and, and, you know, like, hey, send me your email address. I, you know, I'm, I'm looking to get something. And, and the thing about these tandems, they're not cheap. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, I mean the 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 base the base model, the Escape, starts at seven, and then the <laughs> t- the Titanium Journey is at ten. 
the the hybrid synergy, which is titanium and carbon, is thirteen k, and the evolve. Well, you think about it. You've got two people on one bike. Yeah. So instead of buying two bikes, you're buying one. Exactly, and the evolve, which is the is a one piece monocoque carbon uh, piece of carbon, is twenty thousand. Wow. But I mean the the full carbon one is like. 27 pounds that's mm. like ridiculously light for a tandem yeah i think the great. one i have is probably closer to 37 pounds hey did you ever um travel with a bike yes not 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 a tandem but a you, bike yes uh you saw i mean renee was able to break hers down and and um get it put together in a fairly decent amount of time. I did, I did want her to go get it checked out at a bike shop. Yeah, there's only two requirements that if you have a hard case, there's only two requirements. I become very well versed at this because I've been checking airlines and their policies because policies for travel with bicycles has been changing dramatically as people are starting to travel again. Yeah. And so, um, like Southwest identifies a bicycle as a non-motorized, non-motorized bike with one seat. Well, gee, tandems have two. Yeah. You know, and it's, and so it doesn't qualify, but you know, one of the, one of the things that's interesting about, uh, the, the travel with the tandems is most airlines are still pretty liberal about letting you bring a, a, a bike just a regular bike on with no extra charges. You just check it as check baggage. Yeah. You know, so that's one that's thing good. I have to find is all the cases they have at Santana are for tandems and they have a special, they have a special system of couplers. So the tandem breaks into three pieces and actually fits into two suitcases. Oh, wow. It's actually incredible watching them do it. It's actually incredible. But the the two requirements when you travel with a bicycle are that you remove the handlebars and turn them sideways. Yeah. And then you you take the pedals off. Yeah. So, I mean, she, Renee had a decent case. And then um, Rob had a different one. And I think Rob's was a hard case and Renee's was a soft case. But either were fine. And then I know Rob said he bought an extra protective piece for his, for the derailleur and such. Um, so. Nice. Yeah. Pretty cool. Well, well that, that's also on the tour that I'm going on that they have. I mean, we travel with two giant toolkits with extra everything. Because sometimes people's bikes arrive and they're jacked. They're jacked up. Yeah. And, that, and then we have to, when we go through the process the day before of putting people's bikes back together, mm. that then we have to, we have to fix them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, better to be done by someone that knows, <laughs> knows what they're doing. Exactly. So, so, so and I cool. think that's, what's interesting is that of the, the four main people, meaning there's, I'm, I'm number four on the rung is like 
only the owner, Bill, rides. The two other people in the company, they actually don't ride. Mm. You know, they're more administrative. Yeah. Which I think is also one of the reasons why he, he came after me is because, like, okay, I actually ride and lead groups, you know, and and so it was, I think that was part of, I think that was part of uh, his attraction to me in terms of getting me as a, as someone who's going to go on these trips, you know, because I think being on the road with people, I think that's an import, important part of the equation. Yeah. You know, and he's getting to that age where his writing might be limited. Yeah. How old is he? He's in his 70s. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, but, you know, we'll see. It's going to be interesting. Uh, You know, thank God I sleep well when I travel because, man, that is a long-ass flight to Australia. Yeah, well, hopefully you'll get first class, huh? No, I'm not. I'm not in first class. So, But it's... But I got good seats, and but it's, yeah, 20 hours in a plane is just like, ugh, that sounds brutal. Coming yeah. back, coming back, it's only 15. So oh, it must, well, must that, be a headwind, tailwind kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, I, we flew back uh, really fast yesterday. It was like four, four hours and 36 minutes. Yep. Exactly. An all-time record. The headwind tailwind thing. Yeah. So anyway. Well, hey, listen, I think we should just wrap it up. We're let's, off topic. Let's wrap it up. And I'm Time gonna text to go. I'm gonna text my uh neighbor Tim and see if he wants to hot tub. Hot oh oh be careful. <laughs> you know what you know what happened last time you brought up the hot tub? That's right. Oh, and we, as we just get to eighty. Let's see. Let's see who it is. Oh. It's pretty impressive on Halloween. Yeah, either that or people are sick and tired of giving out candy. Well. Oh, Dio's listening to us again. We have to be good. <laughs> oh, and Daryl. I love Daryl. Daryl's got great shows. What's up? What's so, up? So they're all, you know, it's like there's such an interesting mix of people on Wisdom. You know, and there's there's people who seem, I mean, we're only on once a week, but there's uh-huh. people people who seem completely omnipresent. Like every time I'll log in at certain points in time, it's like, oh my god, they're 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 talking again. Then I'll come back two hours later, and they're still on talking. Wow, to people, and you're just like, man, that's a long time to be talking to someone. That is a long time, unless they they hung up and started again. I can't remember which lady it was, uh, and she was. It was the it was the one that we we brought up when we were talking to Letitia. Was oh Letitia? yeah, yeah, yeah. And she said, and there was someone who was on like a hundred days in a row of 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 you know talking on wisdom. I'm just like, man, that is a lot. That's that a, lot a lot of that's a lot of talking. That's a lot of time. Huge amount of time. Huge. Huge. All right. Well, listen, I better go because I still got some work to do. And as as Dandy Don Meredith used to say on Monday Night Football, do you remember? That's all, folks. I don't know. <laughs> Turn out the lights. The party's over. 
No, no. I, I would be way asleep before the end of a Monday night football game. D- D- Dandy Don. Showing my age. Not many nope. people. People are out there going, who's Dandy Don? I don't know who Dandy Don is. Dan- well, Dandy Don was a football player who played for the Dallas Cowboys. You know, Dandy Don Meredith. And he, he ended up getting in, he ended up being in movies and stuff like that. <clears throat> I only know... Um, and I can't even remember his name right now. The cute quarterback with the blondish hair that was a Dallas Cowboy for a long time. Not Mark the, Kelly. What the hell was his name? The cute quarterback with the blonde hair. <laughs> yeah. You mean Troy was, Aikman? Yeah, it's Troy Aikman. Oh my God. Troy Aikman and Troy Emmett Aikman Smith. Was L- he went to UCLA. Yeah, Troy Aikman and Emmett Smith. They're the ones I remember from the Cowboys oh, yeah. days. The, uh, and people who are cowboy fans are like diehards. Yeah, yeah. I think people I'm just, are. I'm just hard. happy the Rams. The Rams stunk it up yesterday, but I'm happy the Rams made it back to LA. Yeah, well, guess what? I had an awful, awful um, outcome on Saturday. What does that mean? To my dismay, Penn State lost to Ohio State. They just totally blew oh, it in the fourth quarter. The mortal enemies. <clears throat> yeah. I know. And that's Renee's team. Oh. So I said next year she needs to come out here when oh, they're playing. The, the bragging rights. The bragging rights. Well, I did was. She, did, she, did she, like, you know, rub, rub dirt in it? And say, oh, she did. Well, I, I was saying um, that uh, I, was in a, I was in a conference, so I couldn't watch it, right? And, but I did have my, uh, one of my besties texting me the score like tell me i said make sure you send me every update score update and it was yeah, it was close we were ahead at one point and then all of a sudden the fourth quarter they just lost it oh sounds like the lakers wow oh well so anyway. well we're gonna we're gonna call it an evening to the 81 listeners who are out there and this is eric and michelle with the What He Said, She Said podcast. And if you want to listen to our show, post-haste, edited, enhanced, we will be having this out in a couple of days on Apple, as well as Spotify, Stitcher, Amazon Music, uh, Audible, etc., etc. All the list of, of the different podcast providers that are out there. And we want to thank everyone for joining us. And we wish everyone and Michelle a good night. And a happy Halloween. And a happy Halloween. All right. See ya. Good night, Michelle. All right. Good night. Good night, John boy. Okay. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) I remember that. (laughs) Once again, we would like to thank our audience here on the what he said she said podcast with eric and michelle that was episode 40 and we will link the new york times article on the bottom of the podcast notes if you want to give that a read and we wish everyone a wonderful evening